Hey youth leaders, do you ever feel like you need help? Being a youth leader is a challenge and it's hard to know exactly what you need to do. Our sponsor, Lead the Cause, will help your youth ministry take the next step. Lead the Cause is a week-long summer training event hosted by Dare to Share. During this week, your students will learn how to live on mission for Christ, how to share their faith, and you, as a youth leader, will learn how to continually help your students in ministry grow. You don't want to miss this amazing week of God-centered training. Sign up for the Lead the Cause Insider list today to find out about early bird ticket prices and some free trainings at leadthecause.org backslash insider. Or just to learn more about Lead the Cause, go to leadthecause.org. Now here's Greg. Hey, welcome to On the Road edition of Gospel Eyes with Greg Steer. And I'm here with Kurt Johnston uh, with Saddleback. Uh, Man. Thank you so much for Thanks being for a part of this. Me. Yeah, Thanks for me. good to see you, dude. We've known each other a long time. A long time. We, good we, old you specialties. Good old you specialties is like the, uh, it's the common denominator in all sorts of friendships in our little world. Yeah, Don't it is. Know? Yeah, it is. Fifty years, I guess, this, this year. year. Fifty years. It's hard to believe, man. Crazy. I remember Yacanelli. I did one event with him, and it was behind stage. He was looking at himself on a screen. He's like. How did I get so old? <laughs> Funny, I did the same thing the other day. Yeah, So you've been at one church saddleback for twenty three years? Twenty three years, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. How how does it I mean, that kind of longevity yeah. in youth ministry, where does that come from? Well, at a single church. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. I think there's two different parts of that. One is just staying in youth ministry for long haul. I used to try to have a big spiritual theological answer when somebody said, how do I last? How do mm-hmm. I last? Now my answer is the best way to last is just don't quit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Just refuse to quit. Um, there's all kinds of off-ramps. Mm. Off-ramps that if you took them or if I took them, people would understand. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting married. I need to make more money. That's an off-ramp people would understand. Hey, I'm having kids. I need a more st- a more steady schedule. That's yeah. an off-ramp people would understand. Yep. Hey, I'm turning 40. I off-ramp. Mm. Um, mm. So for me, I've stayed involved. I just I just blow past the offer. So I yeah. just don't want to get off. Yeah. Um in that's that's career, that's longevity in youth ministry. So real quick, why? Why haven't I? Yeah, you know, why not take the off-ramp? Well, for you. For I know me, some people legitimately yeah, no, no. For me, I I mean, I think I'm I don't think I've heard that I'm called out. Mm. I feel like I was called in, mm-hmm. and I feel like for me it's a calling. Um, now, speaking to um, long-term at Saddleback, I do think it's possible to feel called to a church. I, yeah, I think most of us do initially, um, and I just love my church. You know, I mean, it, it's like you know, a family. You know, just real quick, that is so refreshing because I talk to so many youth leaders who are frustrated. Mm because of the dysfunctional church organization, yeah. you know, they're not feeling valued by the yeah. leaders. And it yeah. just sounds like Saddleback has built a culture where you can thrive as I, a youth leader. I think they have. And I think there's dysfunction and unhealth in every church there is. Yeah, right. right. Um, and so, so I tell people, if you find a perfect church, don't go because you'll screw it you'll up. Screw it up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think mo no, I don't know. I've been in one church for 23 years. It's not like I jumped around a ton. So I can't say, I feel like maybe this is Pollyanna. Maybe this is naive. I think there are more churches who are healthier than they, than they get credit for Mm -hmm. because sometimes we can be a little bit 
um, idealistic, uh, pessimistic. Just look at the weeds, over -critical. not the grass. Yep, we, were, we look yeah. at the weeds and, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, the biggest thing I talk to our young, because we've got a, a team of young youth pastors and young kids pastors that I get to oversee and direct. Mm. And um, I talk about contentment. It's all about contentment. It's all about mm. contentment. You can choose, you can choose. Yeah. Right. Um, I talk about the parable of vineyard workers. Mm. If, if, if what, if we're treating you fair and your paycheck's fair and your work schedule's fair and you feel like, yeah, what do you complain? Why, why you look yeah. at, you know, um, mm. and, and, and if you make it, if you jump ship, just because you didn't feel very valued this month. You're going to find problems wherever you... Is not. that really why you want to yeah. leave something really good? Just because maybe yeah. we we had an off month where we weren't quite mm. valuing you the way we should and could. Um, so for me, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Yep. I love my pastor. I love our church. And because of that, I, I'm able to look past some of the stuff that isn't ideal and isn't perfect. But. <clears throat> well, you know, when you see, like, when I see Rick Warren... I think there is a youth pastor uh, disguised as a lead pastor. Very much so. He's got a heart for the next Very generation. Very much so. So he really has cleared the pathway for yeah. effective youth ministry. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, he, now, you know, again. I'm glad he took the off-ramp. I mean, in <laughs> yeah. some ways. Well, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing is I think the off-ramp you want to take, you don't want to take the off-ramp of convenience or the yeah. off-ramp of frustration escape right you yeah. want to take the off-ramp where god says hey i've got something different for turn you. here turn yeah. here because yeah. if, if you because i don't want to stay in youth ministry if god's saying turn here yeah just because i love it you uh, know what's interesting too is i find that that people who are in youth ministry who get called out of youth ministry <clears throat> they really become i mean youth leaders with a budget and authority oftentimes, you know, right. because they, they, be, they become some of the best lead pastors I know were really right. effective youth student pastors. Right. right. And they carry that same DNA. Yeah. But, but I, you know, at the end of the day, we all have the same job and that's to stand our post. Sure. The, sure. The post God's called us to. Yeah. That's why I tell you, know, I wish I had your job. I'm like, we have the same job. Same job. Stand our post. Yeah. That's you know, good. Until, until our commander says yeah. move. I like that. Yeah. So you're in California. Southern California. But we are not in Southern California, bro. You're not where yet. I mean, no, me and you right now. What the heck? I was like, <laughs> I thought Saddleback was Southern California. Right now, we're I'm in serious. New York. We're in upstate New York. We're in Scroon Lake, How New York. How in the world we found ourselves here together? I'm not quite sure. I don't know, but we're here. I thought, oh my goodness, it's really throwing me off. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're in Southern yes. California yes. normally. Yes. And kind of the epicenter of, you know, trends and and kind of next generation. What do you see changing um, with Gen Z, with yeah. this this current generation of teenagers yeah. that's encouraging? Yep. And also what's challenging? Gosh, it's a good question. I'm going to, she might get upset if I do this, but I'm going to give everybody listening permission to email Katie Edwards. She's our junior high pastor. Katie Edwards, Katie E at Saddleback.com. She'll send you... Hmm this four page um, um, accumulation of research she's done on Gen Z. Oh wow. That she just presented to all of our campuses. So give that email again. Katie, but K with an E at the end. K-A-T-I-E-E. -E. Katie okay. with an extra E, because she's Katie Edwards. So Katie, Katie E at saddleback.com. Okay. Tell them Kurt Johnson said you would send me the Gen Z document. Okay. she'll do that. All right, you heard um, it. And it's mind blowing mm. to me. And she mm. categorized it, um, and then she has like, "What does this mean to the church?" 
Yeah. Or what could it mean? It's just, I'm going to email her. It's just her interpretation yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Right? It's one woman's opinion based on all this yeah. research. But so there's so much to, there's so much exciting. You know, I, I think one of the exciting things is they really truly are like change agents. Yeah. And they see themselves as that. Mm. Like they see themselves. Now there's some negatives wrapped up in that because right? yeah. they see themselves as super duper special and yeah. everybody gets a trophy and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, helicopter parents and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes there's a false I'm awesome. Yeah. But the, the good side of that is, is they believe they have something to contribute to the world. Hmm. Like they, like in their bones, yep. they believe they have something to and contribute. And they do. And they do. And the church needs to tap into yep. that. Yep. So her big thing is everybody says how much kids need adults in their lives. Everybody says how much kids need adults in their lives. And she said, adults need these kids in their lives. Ah. Like these kids, this generation of kids yeah. really has a lot to offer. You know, pragmatically, they know the technology. They're yep. natives. Yep. They're the only, they're the first generation who Digital knows natives, nothing. Yep. Yep. They don't know a world. They're not tech savvy. They're tech dependent. Yep. Like they can't live without it. Yep. Downsides to that. Upside is they're leading the way. So they yeah. can, they're leading churches and adapting all this stuff. It's, yeah. it's just fascinating. The, the, the most discouraging part is um, how lonely they are. Yep. The, the level Super of connected loneliness. and not connected at all. Yep. And, you know, we. Anxiety, depression. Anxiety, all depression, all and loneliness. Oh those, those three. Yep. Anxiety, depression, and loneliness are borderline, this is overspeak, but borderline epidemic. Mm. Um, and therein lies great opportunity. Holy smokes. I mean, I think eventually me and you are going to talk about the yeah. gospel in a minute. Yeah. It, uh, if there's not a, if there's not a fishing pond or if there's not good soil yeah. for this, for the gospel seeds, if, if loneliness, anxiety yeah. and depression aren't good soil for mm. the gospel. Mm. Ooh. So, you know, every, every unfortunate thing has an upside mm-hmm. when, when, when you factor in what does Jesus want to do in the midst of that? Yeah. I think Jesus has, a very attractive role to play if, if we can figure out, you know, the best well, way to... And I, I fully agree. I think in mobilizing teens to reach their own peers, you know, one of the things we do, we do a summer training called Lead the Cause where we, we have to train students how to have conversations. Right. And we do a thing called AAA Cafe where they ask, admire, admit. And we tell them again and again, if you get really good at listening and yeah. really good at conversations... Students will be so attracted to yep. you on your campus yep. because they're not getting that right. from their other friends. Right. So the be good at listening, uh, a couple weeks ago, our Rick, Pastor Rick Warren was doing a message on, I can't remember what it was. I might have been how to be a good friend. Were you I, not listening? I, I was. I, <laughs> no, I was actually tag teaming with him. Oh, okay. So I wasn't listening. Yeah, you I was getting ready to I preach. Was, I was like honed in on, okay, what am I going to say? Um, but he had this statement about if you want to be a good friend. And he said, be interested, not interesting. Mm. And he talked about, we live in a culture where it's all about being interesting. Yeah. Being on Instagram and getting followers. I want to be interesting. I want to be the cool one. I want people to look at me as if I'm something special. But you want people to be drawn to you. Mm. You, Is you be interested in their life. You learn to listen, ask good questions. So good. Youth leaders, write that down. You know, be interested. Not interesting. Not interesting. And, man, I think if we can really coach teenagers to do that, that will open the door for all sorts of evangelism. Because um, I remember even, you know, 
when I met my wife, and one of the things that attracted me to her is not just because she's drop-dead gorgeous, she is, um, is because she asked me, she goes, how you doing? I go, I'm doing great. She goes, how you really doing? I go, I'm not doing good at all. I just broke down. And she really yeah. cared. And there's something like, yeah, you know, attractive. I think in our human, na- you know, we're attracted to to that. Yes. Jesus was so good at asking questions, listening. He was interested. He was interested. Yeah, it's good. Interesting. It's not rocket science, but it's revolutionary. It is. That's good. That's another thing to write down. Um, so, the gospel. Yeah. I, I love the concept of, you know, loneliness that's tra- that's transformed into. Group identity, the family of Christ. Uh, Derwin Gray, a friend of mine, I love Derwin. He's got a big sermon about the gospel is not just getting declared righteous. It is that. Right. But it's also being adopted into a family. And that's not just a heavenly father. It is that. It's not just a big brother, Jesus. Right. It is that. Yeah. But it's also brothers and sisters in Christ. And that, that very diverse family... When kids become part of it, you've seen this at, at Saddleback. Sure. When teenagers become part of the family, yeah. How does that revolutionary, in light of the dysfunction in families, yeah, out there? How does that, how does that play out at Saddleback? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I hope I actually hope it plays out. <laughs> this is going to be a weird analogy, but I hope it plays out like what sociolo- sociologists and policemen say about gangs, mm. right? That the that our family is providing for kids what a healthy, normal family, what they think a healthy, normal family should be. Or in other words, it's providing for them. A, a gang is providing acceptance and camaraderie yeah. and you're with us and we got your back in all the unhealthy ways. Yeah. I hope our youth ministry is providing, we got your back, you're one of us, you belong Gospel in, gangsters. All the, in, <laughs> in all the healthy ways. Well, and it's, it's interesting you say that. We just did Dare to Share Live last Saturday, and one of our speakers is a guy named Gerard Gunter from inner city Memphis where there's 200 active gangs. Yeah. And they had so much gang, but they had a white cop shoot a black kid on their church mm. property. They asked him to speak and he goes, okay, I'm going to start a riot, a righteous riot. Yeah. Cause he said, we're not, we're going to flip this. We're going to start a gospel gang right. and we're going to get our identity from loving and forgiving and advancing the good news. And we're going to take Memphis back one block at a time. Mm. And it revolutionized his students. They ended up having like, Three, four hundred kids at their see at the pole event. They just, you know, were just rocking it last weekend. And their goal is to unite the churches to create that common identity, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, in Christ and His cause right. and each other. Right. And um, we talk about a you need a king, a cause, and a crew. Mm-hmm. You get all three of those. That's good. You're good. You know. Yeah. Well, and I think it, let's assume for a minute. I think it's a safe assumption that at the end of the day, what the teenagers really want. I mean, if they're lonely. And anxious and depressed. Mm. What they really want is not lights, camera, action. Yep. It's not a twenty million dollar youth building. Nope. It's not the world's greatest youth communicator as their youth pastor. Mm-hmm. They want what are those three things? King, a cause, and, and a crew. crew. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. I want to be a part of something. Yeah. I want to fit in. Mm. I want somebody to. I want to make a, a difference. I want to make a difference. Yeah. I want somebody to give a rib. I want to. I want some authenticity, right? Yeah. Um, I, and in a, in a in a digital world, I actually think they want the tactile, yeah. experiential stuff yeah. that has gotten lost. Yeah. And um, and I think that provides an awesome. Op- I think now is the time. Yeah. You know, I'm in a big church. We do great programs, all that stuff. 
I think we are at a time in the youth ministry world and historically where now is a time that more than ever before mm. none of that extra stuff matters yeah it doesn't matter yeah it's icing on the cake it's yeah. not bad yeah it's fine I'll never yeah. be the guy that says that stuff's bad or, no. or, or you know we're hurting kids because of that they're turning yeah, into consumers yeah. we're turning kids into consumers probably if that's what we're relying on yeah but this is the opportunity to if, give them the king the, the sorry king <laughs> cause and crew. I love it they're king, not all C's but, you know king cause and crew yeah um, and any any church becomes, can have a youth ministry right. that Big provides that. Big or small, and and we have yeah, and I I just I hope youth leaders listening to this right now, you are super encouraged that you really have all the budget you need. Yes, right. Yes, you you have the Holy Spirit, and this generation, if I'm hearing you right, is more poised to embrace those elemental things yes. that make Christianity work than ever before. I, I feel that. In, in the time I've been I, doing I, I feel that. Right? I yeah. very much feel that, yeah. So um, as we kind of wrap this up, because we're at a youth pastor summit, and yep. people may be walking into the green room that we kind of hijacked. Actually, somebody may be walking in right now. Right They're now. looking oh, it's in. Jeff, it's Jeff uh, Wallace. Jeff. <laughs> hey, dude. Jeff Wallace. Say hi. Hey. How y'all doing? Good to doing see y'all. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. That, you seen her grabbing your Bible? And, yeah, because, uh, yeah, you know, I use the Bible, unlike some people. I won't say who, but <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Gonna go exegete something. Um, but um, how do like more information with what you have available? Uh, books. Yeah. How can they follow you on online? What? Well, what, I mean, what would you recommend? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Come on, know. just do it. Just don't well, give me I the odd shucks. What yeah. do you got? Well, you can follow me at Twitter at Kurt Johnston. Yep. My Instagram is at Kurt Johnston. But right now, my Instagram is just full of pictures of my dear granddaughter. So that's not that's exciting, awesome. But it is awesome. Um, and then I've I've written a bunch of books and stuff, and most of them they're on Amazon or. What say, book would you like? What one book that you've written would you say? Okay, I would say this out of all the things I've written, I really encourage you guys to read. Interesting. Well, out of all the books I've written, I think, and it, it was not a great seller. The Nine Best Practices of Youth Ministry. It's mm. out of print. So it might be hard to find. So $70 on Amazon. The nine best practices of youth ministry. Okay. If they're looking for a book to put in their young teenager's hands. Yes. Mark Ostriker and I wrote a book 10 years ago called My Faith. Huh. And it's a book. It's got 72 tiny little mini chapters for middle school and young teenagers yeah. to just answer questions about their faith. Oh, that's great. And it's really, uh, that's probably the one I'm most proud of because yeah. I, I think it, it matters. My faith. Yeah, I think it matters a lot. Great, yeah. great. And then Twitter, Kurt Johnston, at Kurt Johnston. Yep. K-U-R-T-J-O-H and S-T-O-N. Got Kurt it. Johnston. Got it. Yeah. And then if you want to see his grandbaby on Instagram. Kurt Johnston. Kurt Johnston. All right. Kurt, thank you so much for this time. Thank Kurt, you for your longevity. Thank, thank you, you for your passion for... For the king and the We're cause both. and the crew and all that stuff. We're just stand on our post, right? Stand on our post. That's, That's right. right. Yes, right, sir. All right, bro. See you. Thanks.